Okay, good morning. <coughs> We're doing Kibwe on Hilchos Yom Tov. Tav, Kuf, Yud, Dalet. So we're starting with Gimel today, Si'if Gimel. Okay, just to pick off from uh, where we uh, left yesterday. So we said, you're not allowed to do, um, right, we're not allowed to do Kibwe. But just to point out, Mishnah Brewer and others point out that if you have a wick that's in the oil and it's not lighting well, you are allowed to lift up the, the wick a little bit so that it lights better. Even if by doing that, it might actually dim the flame while you're playing with it. Because the purpose is Havara. It's not called Kibwe. And if you have no choice, you can even tilt away. If that's the situation, whatever it is, there's no way just to pull it out. You have to first tilt away the oil a little bit and then let it go back the way it was afterwards while you're playing with the wick. Everything is okay because that's all called Sorech Havara. Um, the Ramah points out that we said that you're allowed to allow it, you're allowed to add a wick so that it burns faster if you want it to go out sooner that night. Although the Mishnah Buran and some others recommend not to be so mako if your purpose is purely for kibui. And one other interesting case is sometimes you have a candle and if you put it in your candelabra, it might fall over. So what do you do? You wax the bottom, you melt the bottom so that it sticks to it. Or you do it on the table so it sticks to it. So the Mishnah Bura writes, I'm assuming it's the same thing inside a candelabra, but we can leave that up for interpretation. But if you're going to be smoothing it out by melting it and putting it on the table, for sure he says that's an, it's an iser, it's a gzera of memareach, of memachik, because you're smoothing it out at the bottom. Probably the same for a candelabra, but it's archil. Because that's like a little bit of a bowl type of thing, a little cup. So I'm not saying for sure. Okay, let's read Gimel, and then we'll just recap a couple points from Aleph through Gimel together. So let's do Gimel. Ne'er shel shava. You have a wax candle. Shirotze lahadliko v'yom tov. And now you want to light it on yom tov. kulo. But you don't want the entire candle to go down. You want to use it for tomorrow night. Especially in those days. They had limited fuel and the cost and money and they cared about the wax. So, so what you can do is <clears throat> you can place around your candle, let's say something wet. So when it's, when the candle is high up, Let's say it's it's a brand new candle and it's way above, let's say, a wet towel. So then it's not going to reach the water. It's not going to go out. And that's what you want. You want fire for, let's say, an hour, two hours, whatever the deal is. But then when it starts to get lower after a couple hours, you want the flame to go out. So you set up, so as the flame gets lower and lower, as the wax melts, then the the wick will hit the water or, or it could be soft sand or whatever the situation is. And then it goes out. So, according to the Mechaber, he writes that Gram Kibwe is Asa if you do it with, with an active flame, with the active fuel, with this fuel that's in place. He holds that Asa. We're going to see many Poske Ashkenaz and the Ramah are Mekel. They say you can even 
add after it's lit. After it's, because it's, if it's in a bowl of oil and you want to take away the oil away from the bowl, it's also, the assumption is that, first of all, that's all, it's all uh, a liquid and it's all considered one item and you're taking it away from the actual source. And it's also, we assume when you take it away, the flame is going to go down a little bit as you take away the oil. Again, it's serious, I don't know, but depends how big the bowl is. Okay, but that's the assumption. And so therefore, even Ashkenazim would say that's for sure Asr. But let's say you have, we're going to get to the case of, let's say, wax, and it's a solid. Can you remove the bottom half of your wax candle? Can you cut off the, ba- the bottom half of the wax? So midin kibui, it's not a problem. Ramazmar mekil for gram kibui because that's really it's not one item. It's not gonna, the wax that's further away. It's not going to affect the flame. And you're and similarly you're allowed to put even after it's lit. You can add a wet candle or or a sand or whatever it is around the candle as it goes down to go down. So before it's lit. That's right. Right. That's why he writes. Kodim Shadli Kendall. Let's just point out right now, the Shulchan Aruch does say it's mutter even after it's lit in Hilcho Shabbos because there they point out it's on a stira. Again, some want to say it is a stira, but the Pirmagadim and some point out it's on a stira because there it's talking about a towel. One half of the towel is burning, catches on fire. And you don't want that towel to burn. It's not considered like fuel. It's not considered like something you had in mind for it to burn. So you're allowed to pour water as long as there's no kibus. So let's say a liquid that's not water. That's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. Uh, that opinion. You make it wet without water on the second half of the towel. So as it continues to burn, at least you'll save half the towel. So it won't burn all the way through and it'll go out. And that's after it's already on fire. But here... The kavana is the fuel and the wick and everything is meant to be burning, so that's how they explain how it's not a spirit in the machaber. Okay, Aga. So this is what we just read. Even when it's lit, you can cut half the candle in half. Like, what you could do is you can, let's say, melt it in half. Take it so you separate it. But, when that's the minag, he says, the wax, you could. But the problem is, you're going to be creating a whole new wick. By cutting it in half, you create a new wick. And that's a, that's a dindarabana. Okay. So, um, for me, you're that uh, there's a contraption that goes onto a gas line that I could use, that specifically for Yantif, that you set uh, an amount of time, let's say an hour, and that's how long the the, it, it, the, the gas will will give, only an hour's worth of gas, and you have to set it to that hour or whatever setting you do before you light the gas range. That was his psaac for me in Ashkenazi. So he was hoshish for the Mahabharata. You cannot do it. You can't set it after the gas after the gas is lit. It has to be set before you light. Mm. Okay. 
We're going to get to gas stoves and grills in a moment. I just want to finish but, but, this. But, but the thing but that's, this point, exactly. Very good. The amount of fuel before before you, you light it, you already set up the timer. The similar to electricity, the, but yeah, it's the amount of fuel that's there. Yes. Similar to electricity, but right. The fuel coming in for the gas pipeline, do we consider it as if it's there or as if it's coming in later? So that's a machlokas. We're going to mention that in a moment. But very good. So if, and he says, and you're allowed to, um, you're allowed to put a candle in a place where it's, it might blow out, as long as right now when you put it there, it's not going to blow out. But if it's already windy, for sure that's usher, but it's basically a psikresha, when you bring it out there, it's going to, it's going to blow out. So that's, so that's when it's usher, but, Again, the Mishnah Bura says many poskim say it's usher because it's, or you can do it, it's so easy to be uh, a secret. When the wind is not there, it's, that's a, that's a machlok. Uh, he recommends it to machna. But, uh, or he points out some are machna, let's put it like that. Alright. Quick thing. What about a stovetop? A gas stovetop. So, um, now, just to recap one thing. In Seif Aleph, just to clarify, everybody holds that Ochel um, Nefesh is Mutter. What about Machshire Ochel Nefesh? So it depends. If it's the Shulchan Aruch writes, anything that's considered in general, it's a little bit of a steer and a whole discussion with Shonim Machronim, but basically, in general, you see from Aleph, he holds that. Machshire ochel nefesh is also asr. Even if it's going to enhance the food, it's still asr. That's why, so the case of Kedera, you want to say, so either the Kedera could be empty, but Pashas, the Kedera has food in it. He says, if, it's, if the food's going to burn, or you're going to smoke up your house, it's not a reason to do kiboy. That's called Machshire ochel nefesh. It's already cooked. So he calls that machshiri ochanavish because you're just taking it off the fire. So he says, you want to save your food, take it off the fire. You're not allowed to lower the fire from removing the fuel that's underneath it. The, the Rama says, if you're doing it because you're not able to eat in your house, now you're able to because it's going to burn or smoke down or smoke up, or your food's going to get overcooked. So, and, and you have no other flame to move it to, so then the Ramah says that's called Machshir Yochanach, and that's Mutter when you have no choice. Just, but it's for the food. But if it's just to save yourself money, then even the Ramah agrees that Machshir Yochanach is awesome. Now, I just mentioned that altogether, because now what happens when you have a flame, a gas flame, that's what many of us have, a gas flame on Yom Tov. Can you turn it down? Can you turn it off? You're done cooking. Can you turn off the flame? So Gershon just point out, you can do it with a timer, and ideally set your timer before you even turn it on. And then you 100% cover your bases. Happens to be a machlok, it's a chronim. Mechanical timer, not electronic. Well, if you set it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you can even set a mechanical on yamta. Very good. Now, what happens, can you turn it off completely? So there is a... um, Yechide, uh, Poski Musay, I don't know, one, two, three, I don't know, but very minor. They say you can turn off your gas stove or grill barbecue 
on Shabbos, on Yom Tov, not not Shabbos, on Yom Tov, because what you're doing, I don't know, maybe Shabbos too, I don't know, but no, I tell you why. I don't know. Okay, so you're saying for sure not. I'll take that, but I'm I'm confused. For sure, for Yontif, they say you're allowed to, because um, all you're doing is hasarat. You're just you're just preventing the flow of gas from coming in. The flame is not there. It's not. It's not attached. It's coming through the pipes, and it's not there right now. So it is a, a minor opinion. Kimot, all the poskim say it's Asr because it's basically all at the same time. It's coming in, it's right there, and you see as you turn it off, the flame goes out immediately. Then exactly how everyone thinks about it might be a little different. But the bottom line, Kimot, all the poskim say it's Asr. I'll just give you a quick example. Shemir Shabbos Kilchasa, Zaman, Omer, Tzvi Pesach Frank, from Abel Yashiv, it seems obvious. From all these posts, you seem it's, it's us. To turn it off completely. However, I'll point out, if you look at Ramosha, if you look at his chuvas, it sounds like he holds Mi'ikar. He has a few chuvas. And even one of them, he writes, I have a Kiddush, but I don't want to write it. And it's and, and he says, if it's us to turn it off, then it would be us to turn it down if, if there's no food on it. Anyway, and many people are quoted in his name that he, he would tell his wife or his daughter to turn it off. Legamri. Um, there's even rumors that he would tell his wife to turn it off. I heard from my brother-in-law for the whole building, for his neighbors. So, I don't know how far these rumors go, but it, it's pretty known that um, in private, uh, I don't know the word private, but uh, in individuals, he'd be, it seems that he said it was mutter. But, in his safer, he didn't want to publicize it. Either they didn't want to go against the minag, or his chaverim, or they were afraid that people might come to turn off, uh, to lower even um, a fire or uh, electricity. They didn't want it to get out of hand. So, but anyways, so that's... Now, why is that important? Even if... So, number one, follow your, your up. Now, so what happens if you want to lower the flame? You have food on the gas... And it's going to burn your food. You, you just want it to simmer on a low flame. Or just to, to keep it warm. Can you lower the flame? So actually, if you read the Mishnah Bura, it could be Mashma from the Ramah, and Mishnah Bura in Sivkat and Vav, which is really just quoting the Magin Avraham, seems to be that if you have two burners, and your food's on a high burner, and it's bad for your food, it's better, or you have to, Turn on, start a new fire, Ishmaish, on another burner with a low flame, and take it and remove it. So now instead of having one flame on high, you have two flames, one high and one low, and you're moving it across. That is what Shemir Shabbos Kilchasa says to do, and B'Shem of Shomazam. But I know many poskim say otherwise. If the food is on the flame, you are allowed, Lechatchila, to turn it down. Um, among them, Ramosha says clearly, he argues on the Raman, the Maginavram, and the Mishnah Bura, he says that. He says, for sure you're allowed to turn it down, because that's kibwe for ochel nefesh. It's better than starting a whole new flame. So he says, for sure you could turn it down. So too, Chazor Ravadi says you can turn it down. Piskei Chuvis also called Al Yashiv, who says, Lechatchila, 
you can turn down the flame. Not off, but turn it down. And one of the, the one of the reasons why some of the poskim are more makil to turn it down is because they also bring in, it could be that really this kula that you're allowed to turn off the gas altogether might be mother. So that's one of the sniffing that's, um, Okay. Dalit. Now, you have a, uh, a candle or a lamp, oil, and you and it, uh, it was already extinguished, and you want to light it on Yom Tov itself. You want to take a few pastas with the scissor. We're going to see. Cutting a wick in half or shortening in a wick to make it nicer to use, that's asr of tikkun mana. But here, you're just cutting off the end, the black parched end, and you're not creating any kind of a wick. And you're just removing the black part at the top. So that is mutter. The leftovers from one day, you can use it for the next day. That's that's the Ramah, and probably is in Mikardin. But the first is Tov Lahachmer, a new a new oil and candles, because there's an opinion that calls that Hachana, because um, there's an opinion that says when it burns out, and now you have a new. Uh, prepared for you, whatever you can use, on some level, that's, it's different now than it was before. So there's a le- as an, an Indian or a level of hachana. Okay. You have a mirror that's outside for no purpose. So if you want to light a flame and there's absolutely no and if there's no purpose to the flame itself that you're lighting, that's hadlaka, that's asr, because you're not getting benefit. You don't need it for light in the room, it's not for in the room, it's not to cook. So that would be an isr, or possibly the rabbanan, possibly an isr deraisa, chayav malkus. That's if you're lighting fire on Yom Tov for no purpose. Now, and in Yerushal Batala is also considered asr. This is like, you want to just show off the you a vat of oil or a bunch of candles. It's not helping you in honoring your. If you set it up and it makes your room pretty, or as you light in the room, that's mutter. Light up the Beit Knesset. All these things are mutter because it has a purpose. It's giving cover to the day in your house or in, in the show. But if there's no purpose, it's just to show off how wealthy you are. That's what's asa. Okay. Aval. But if it's in the Beit Knesset, it's never called Batala, that's called Kavar. Even towards the end of the second day, you're allowed to light it, because they're still Kavar. Even though it's right before Yom Tov is over, it's not called Hachara for the next day, because you're doing it, for, you're lighting it for now, so that the show looks nice. For that moment, five minutes, an hour, whatever it is, it's still, you're doing it for the purpose of Kibbut Beit Knesset. And to prepare them 
at the end of the day, after Mencha, if you're doing it for Motzei Yom Tov, it's Aser. But if you're doing it for the next five, ten minutes, an hour, then it's Mutter. Okay. Vav. Ei not mean there. Agabe Ilan. Me'erev Yom Tov. So certainly to put on a candelabra, to hang it on a tree on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to do. Because it's called Mishdamish, you're using a tree, which is Asar and Shabbos and Asar and Yom Tov. Even to hang it there. Erev Yom Tov, it's a Gzeir Darabanan, Asar Chachamim. Because it might come to, um, to using, uh, using a tree. Zayn. Ein Fochim, Ein Fochoras. Hainu, Be'odorach, Kamo Beitzim, Shoyotzer, Lema'echotov, Be'yad, La'asot, Lo, Beit Kibo. You can't take any substance and mold it soft clay, I don't know, eggshells, I don't know, any kind of material that's soft, you can't mold it and turn it into a, a container where you have a little bit of a, it'll hold some oil in there, turn it into a makeshift. Because you are making a kli. Again, whether maybe I know, it's, could be the rice or could be the rabbanan. Probably just the rabbanan, you do and, um, okay. Depending on how you're doing it. But anyway, so there, either way, that's awesome. You're not allowed to take a wick, a string, and cut it into two. This is with the uh, kli. Certainly with the kli. But you could, if you're getting a benefit out of it, you're allowed to allow the fire to cut it in half because it's not obvious, it doesn't look like you're making a clique. When you're taking a, a scissor and you're making a proper two wicks out of it, that's called, it looks like you're making it um, uh, a clique, and that's what Asr Darabanan. But if it just gets cut in half by using it with fire, it's not, it's not obvious. And even, you mentioned, you have a long wick, it's also a problem to cut it short. Unless you're just removing some black Okay. Tat, right? Make it useful. Tat. You can't make the wick. You can't twist it or spin it. And you can't heat it up a little bit. Mahavim means you're heating it up a little bit to burn away some little uh, fragments or little loose pieces of string, which is all to make it better. It's all part of Tikkun Man. But if it's just a little bit loose, you can allow to just press it gently with your fingers or whatever, squeeze it with your fingers. You're just using your fingers. You're not really doing much. It's not called tikkun mana with your fingers. Just to press it together. And then you let it, let it um, drip in shaman because it brings it there. It gets stuck together better and it brings, it, it brings the oil inside. That's all okay. She'en bo ner daluk. So only doing anything like this when it's not lit is is um, is okay. Um, in the end, you see, Mishnah Bura points out we don't play with it. Lamaisa, we don't. We're going to see in a moment also with Yud. In general, while it's lit, we don't play with the fire. Again, unless you need it a little bit with your fingers or something, just not cutting it, but just a little bit in order to make it um, work better. But uh, we're not cutting it. We're not playing with it while it's lit. That's more of the mice. But Yud, 
Mutar lahasir apecham shabaro shanir keshehu daluk. But the Shulchan Aruch says, Mi'ikardin, you are allowed to remove the black part that's like um, pecham, uh, charcoal, the end of it, even while it's lit, because it's part of a But don't use a scissor. Okay, let's just go to Yud Aleph. We all know this. Whenever you come to light on Yom Tov, before or after Shkia, Right, everyone, everyone has the halacha. Kimat everyone that you do, that's the halacha, the Shulchan Arach, Ashkenazim and Spartim in general. We light with the bracha. There is one day that says we don't on Yom Tov, but Lamai said that is the clear halacha that we do. We say a bracha, and if it's Shabbos, you add Shabbos, and Yom Tov Sheni, you also say a bracha the same as always.